What are cryptocurrencies? Hey, hey, hey. What are NFTs? A non-fungible token. Time to buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin just seems like a scam. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, Bitcoin? Hello everyone and welcome back to On The Ledger. This is your host Moul Said back once again on your weekly rendezvous from Paris. Today is a pretty special episode as we'll be exploring one of my favorite projects in the space, Word of Women, a unique collection that took the NFT word by storm. To do so, I'm glad to welcome the lovely couple behind the project, Yam and Raf. How are you doing? Hey everybody, <laughs> we're good, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I think we're doing good. It was a busy week. Yeah, I can imagine. Welcome to On The Ledger. I'm actually very excited and, and kind of stoked to go over this whole story of, of Word of Women. Uh, but first, let me know if I got my facts right. So, you know, Yam, you're, you're the artist and creator of Word of Women. And Raf, you're Yam's partner. Uh, but you're also the strategic and technical brain and also the project manager. Am I right? Okay, um, I'm not at all the, the, the technical brain, actually, because we, we're actually four co-founders. And because we don't see the other two so, so often, uh, we don't think about them, but they have a lot of to do with the strategy and they had a lot to do, if not everything, about the technical aspects of it, the smart contract and the generation of the art. So we are four co-founders, we know each other and we spend a lot of time together. Okay, that's good to know. So hello to the two other co-founders and, and thank you for the great job you're doing. All right, so I'm actually very much looking forward to this one. Big fan of your project. What I love about Word of Women is, of course, you know, your unique and fresh approach to the art itself. But most importantly is that you build the whole project around the real purpose, anchored in empowerment, diversity and inclusion. And you're also actively working towards realizing this purpose. Anyway, I won't spoil the episode because this is exactly what we're going to go through and discuss. So from Paris, this is On The Ledger, season two, episode two, the story of Word of Women. Here we go. Okay, so before we kick things off, maybe you could start by giving us a quick introduction about yourselves and what you did before Word of Women. Yam, okay. you can start. Well, I'll start, I guess. <laughs> um, so my name is Yam and I'm a digital illustrator. And this is uh, a passion and something that I got seriously into in the past year and a half. So actually, I'm quite new in doing this professionally. Uh, before that, I was actually working in translation and boring things like this. And uh, also prior to that, I was trying to make it in cinema. But that is the story for another day because uh, that did not go anywhere uh, right now. Well, I'm I'm working in NFTs and World of Women is basically my entire life. Okay. Well, uh, my name is Draft. Uh, we've been together with Yam actually for almost five years now. Uh, so it, it's been a while. Uh, it's the first time we work together. I used to be, I'm an engineer actually. I used to work in the, in the car industry as a project manager, project leader, program manager. You, you call it however you want. I used to work in China, in Romania, in manufacturing lines, in development centers. And then four years ago, I came back to Paris. I worked in, a, in the tech industry, in the cloud gaming and cloud computing industry as a program manager again and product manager and a lot of organizing and then uh, a few months ago several months ago now uh, we got into nfts with yam and uh, and this is how it started i love i love how i actually have both two different and distinct profiles it feels like it's the right side of the brain and the left side of the brain coming together um, but anyway how would you explain word of women to the folks who haven't heard of it 
Well, first I would ask the person asking if they know what an NFT is and assuming <laughs> that they know what an NFT is, I will proceed to explaining what World of Women is. Uh, so World of Women is a collectible project uh, of generative art, which means that I drew a certain amount of assets and our developers took those uh, assets, so those drawings that I did, and they put them together in order to create a randomizing process to make individual uh, beautiful uh, exciting looking NFTs which are women in our case um, and the world of women was created with the aim of bringing more diversity into the NFT space because in my opinion it was lacking and it still lacks a lot of that um, and you can find them right now in OpenSea in the secondary market uh, for sale because they've already been sold out on primary on the 27th of July and um yeah i think that's about it cool raf would you add anything to that no she, she she's very clear on how she explains the project now because uh, it's been two months and we, we're getting used to it and happy to talk about it uh actually yeah i'll probably add the little thing is like we've seen recently actually in, in the in the last several weeks uh more women oriented projects happen actually and uh, and we're super happy to see that even though we are full focus on world of women so we don't look so much on the side but we we hear the noise and we hear those collections are happening and we're happy to see this so i'm actually quite interested in the backstory um what attracted you to nfts i mean what was your light bulb moment when you said okay we need to do this ah uh, uh well um at the beginning of this year, actually, Raf and I found out about NFTs exactly at the same time on the same day for the same reason, uh, because it was through a phone conversation that Raf had had with somebody. Um, and we just started chatting about it that day. Like we were just like, what is an NFT? What is this thing? Is this really worth getting into? And as the days passed from that discovery, I realized like, okay, well, I'm a digital illustrator. Why don't I get into it? Cause I see people selling their art and it looks like a great opportunity for me to do something independently. Um, and Raf was excited about it as well, because it's an interesting uh, new technological world and there's a lot of opportunities and things to be done in there even if he's not an artist I think you've really enjoyed the process of learning all about it and for me it's really been about learning how to promote myself as an artist and uh, selling my artworks and as I was selling my single edition art pieces which full disclosure has have always been women <laughs> even before world of women um, I realized that I wanted to do something maybe bigger because this was something that I had been talking about with Raf and with our other two co-founders, the developers, because we're friends in real life. Um, and I realized that that would be a great opportunity for me to spread the message of diversity and female empower women empowerment in a broader um, way because you can reach a bigger audience with a collectible project if it works well than with single edition artworks. Uh, so that's really how we decided that we would do it because there was a reasoning behind it and and I was motivated and everyone was motivated to get into it. Um, yeah, so that's how it all began. And get, getting back to the, to the light bulb moment for me, uh, as Yam said, uh, I had phone calls at the time, uh, professionally speaking as well, because when I arrived in cloud gaming, it was very new. It was uh, it was 2017. It, it was not everywhere. The, the big companies weren't into that already. 
And I, I had realized through, through several years of work experience, like more than 10 years now, I like to, to start a project, to build it very fast with a lot of pressure, a lot of stress around it. And once it reached 90% and I've managed to make it work properly, I like to move to another one. And this is how I felt as well about my, my professional situation at the time. Like I had reached the, the step where I didn't enjoy it so much, so I was op open to new opportunities. And NFTs, professionally speaking, seems like a, an incredible opportunity right now. And the earlier you are, the more fun you have, I believe, uh, entering a new space. So that was my mindset at the time. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. Yams, speaking of your, of your art, you've got a unique artistic style. Uh, and, and I think like that's one of the things that kind of made Word of Women, you know, become super distinctive, apart from the fact that it's about women and about the purpose. But I'm also curious about how you envisioned the collection um, and how you went about designing the different traits, because I, I suppose it's not a walk in the park to kind of imagine all the, the different variables that have to, you know, get get together in order to make these different artworks. Yeah, so... Um... First of all, when I when we, we before I even started sketching or anything, I realized that, that the only way that I would make this work for me as an artist was if I did the avatars in the same style as my art in general, because it just didn't feel right for me to try and mimic something that already existed because it has been working so far. I just felt that I had to do what I'm used to doing and what I know I know how to do, uh, which is this kind of colorful art. So once I had decided that, which was kind of a no-brainer, I just uh, sat down first on the iPad and the tablet and I was sketching out uh, for a while until I found the base woman that I felt could uh, work with many different ethnicities because at the end of the day, the base woman is all of the women. Uh, there's not like different bases, only different attributes and skin tones and details. Uh, so once I had that narrowed it down, I started building up on top of that. So I wrote down all the categories of attributes that we were going to have. So hairstyles, clothes, uh, face attributes, skin attributes, uh, eyes, etc. And then I started building up from there. So yeah, a few hairstyles a day and t-shirts and such. And then at the end, I had an, an, a sufficient amount in order to make a diverse and interesting enough project when we put it together for the randomizing project. So it was literally like, yeah, basically days from the morning to the night drawing hairstyles and eyes and uh, skin tones and such and like that every single day, every week uh, for two months. Uh, which was very fun and very different for me, for me as well as an artist, because it's really it has nothing to do with the process that one goes through in order to create one single art piece. It's so interesting, because um, we all see the end result, but I think we all like we don't spend a lot of time imagining how this came to life. So yeah, I mean, it's so fascinating. Raf, talking about the strategy of the launch. You guys actually launched after the PFP craze or right in the middle of it. You know, it started back in, I don't know, I'd say March, April with the Bored Apes. And then, you know, a lot of Avatar projects came, you know, and just, you know, came like kind of took over the market. Uh, and you launched at the around the end of July, as Yam mentioned in the beginning. So, um, and it caught on right away. But how did you think it through? Like from a, from a risk perspective uh, and, and from an, uh, you know, how, how did you approach it? Say, okay, how, how are you going to be you know, be, be distinctive. Okay, that's a, that's a good point. Um, 
the thing is you start those projects two months, two months and a half before, uh, at least that was the case for us. And, and you're like, okay, maybe my time to market is too long. And when I arrive, I will be obsolete already. But then you have to go for it because it has so much potential to change uh, a lot of things for you and for the team. Um, so you go for it. And uh, at the time we were looking at every collection, I would spend much more time than I do today looking at the market. My whole time was looking at the market, understanding and really understanding the patterns that made the project work. Uh, there was a lot of projects already. It was not as crazy as it is today, in my opinion. When we started, I don't remember having Rarity Tools, uh, the upcoming section of Rarity Tools, it, it came after. But you could do yourself your own little uh, little curation of what projects were, were going out. So for us, it was really looking at the projects that do the things correctly and try to take the best ideas from those. That was for the marketing part. But before that, we had thought about a roadmap that we thought would differentiate ourselves from the crowd, in addition to the art, in addition to the fact that the, the team wa was public and we are not anonymous, which was quite rare. I, I remember, I think, Deadheads were, were like this, probably several other projects, but they are quite rare. Usually you would see uh, people that are anonymous teams. So we thought we had enough, uh, and in the end, it worked out quite well. It did. And, and Yam, did you expect the insane amount of traction you got? Like, were, were you kind of like realizing it at, at the moment was happening because i remember after your job like the floor went you know skyrocketed right away so what do you think happened and did you expect it um i don't think you can really expect this kind of things i mean especially when you're the person involved in the project i think that you're so stressed and so anxious uh during the time that's building up to the drop of your project that you're not even thinking um about those things you're just like i hope it's a smooth process and everything goes well and that's what you're hoping for uh of course you're hoping to sell out as well i'm <laughs> not gonna lie uh but the the reason why it happened well uh first of all we managed to get a really uh, engaging community, which I think really helps. Uh, and they're very passionate as well, which was something incredible to see for us. Uh, a very nice experience. And thanks to our community being so passionate, they we actually managed to get the eyes of some important people in the space um, get their eyes on world of women um but it was really thanks to to our community i feel you know because they went out there and they were like hey you have to check it out it's a great project the team is great and they're nice people and i think people just listened and and their right eyes saw us as well so that gave us a very big push but i think that now on the long term and after you know the 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 drop day on the 27th of july i think that what has been working for us really has been really being engaging with our community in being there and showing that we're there and we listen to them and we want to be involved with them and what they have to say um i think that makes people feel very welcome and like they're really part of something um, which is what I like about projects that are not anonymous. Yeah, definitely. And you do a great job at that. I guess that community is kind of key to the success of any project in the space right now. Raf, one of the main differentiators that Word of Women has is its approach to empowering its community through utility. Uh, and you guys have the clubs and the fund. So maybe you can talk more um, about these different concepts uh, to the people who might not know what they are and and your approach to it, why, why did you set up in place like um, uh, these different uh, concepts? Actually, it gets back to, to what I was saying earlier in the fact that 
when you think about the project you're going to launch, where you're thinking, what can we do that's going to make us stand out? What could we do that would make us different? What hasn't been done before? Uh, because we knew we had great art with Yam and a great personality behind it and a great cause, but we didn't want to be just a project uh, uh, handled by a, by a woman. We wanted to be also innovative in the in those utility aspects. And actually, the first utility we that people seem to forget is uh, is that we token gated the high res file uh, of the WoW. So we token gated the, the high res file. So your WoW is uh, 800 by 800. But if you have the token, uh, you can connect your MetaMask and access your 4,000 by 4,000. It seems like very little, but it's a lot about the mentality we want to have going forward by having everything token gated. Uh, because I looked at other projects and I was always frustrated when I saw that someone else could have the high-res file on, of my ape just by going on a public URL. Uh, and it's something we wanted to change. So putting uh, value behind the tokens was super important to us. Uh, then the found and the creators uh, involving the community into purchasing art from artists, creating this virtuous circle, uh, was also, I think, a, a super good idea right now. A lot of people in there are big fans of what we do with the fund. On a daily basis, we have artists that are happy to be collected by us because it gives them a push. And when Yam started, we were on the other side. I mean, when she received her first bid, I think it was April 14, uh, it was crazy. It was 0.1 ETH and and she was jumping in the house and I was. So we know the feeling when, when someone buys your first offer, your first piece. So that's that's the kind of feeling we wanted to give back. Uh, because since we enter, we've always thought about let's give something back before we take. Uh, we, we had other initiatives early in the space to make it cleaner and better, but we won't talk about that now, but it's always been the mindset. And what about the clubs? Because a lot of people are, are interested in them. So basically, from what I understand is that certain uh, avatars give you access or actually are part of certain clubs that have different benefits. Maybe you can speak more to that. Because um, it's an interesting concept. It is an interesting concept. Something we we would really like to develop on. Uh, it's still uh, it's a small part of the of the project though because it only affects less than 100 people, uh, lucky ones or some that were willing to pay a premium for those. Uh, the most important one of those really is uh, is the creators club, uh, which which allows your community to take part in what you're doing actually. And this is more fun, I think, uh, than the other two, which are the investors and, and royalties, which are a bit more pace passive, even though the investors all also have the role of guiding the investment of the world of women found because they are invested in that. In that way, they are pushing our hands and deciding what we're doing as well. So the creators are more there to say, this artist is an artist you should support. And investors are more like, okay, uh, we think you should invest the money of the fund in this direction, a bit like a DAO, but with a smaller pool of people that are really invested in it uh, because they have, a, of course, a, a financial interest in it. So, yeah, we, we think there's something really interesting in those that I'm sure more projects already have, uh, have exploited as well. And maybe some did before, actually, but you, you don't see all the projects out there. there. There are so many, it's very hard to keep up. So now that we've spoken of the present, let's, uh, you know, take a glimpse into the future. I think the biggest challenge facing all PFP communities, and I don't know if you're going to agree, is finding a way to scale without devaluing the foundation. Um, so what does the future of Word of Women look like? Because now the floor is pretty high. So if you want to onboard more people, it's pretty you know, expensive for newcomers to you know, become part of Word of Women. Of course, through the, the, the fund, you're able to buy uh, the artworks of 
you know, many artists, so they're part of your community to a certain extent. But I'm curious about how you envision the future. Well, um, so for us, uh, this is something that we've said before in other interviews, uh, but it is really the core of what we want to do uh, for the future of WO, which is actually making WO an established brand and be able to do things with WO in real life so that we can bridge that gap in between the NFT world and the real world. Um, because we just think that if we manage to do this kind of collaborations in real life, like with brands or products or things like that, um, this is going to bring an enormous value to the community, uh, also, of course, to World of Women, but it's going to be very in innovative. I think, and it's going to be also an easier way to get the attention of people and especially women that are not familiar with the NFT space, but they might find out about it through this kind of collaborations. Um, so we just think it's, it's this is the direction we want to go towards to, to yeah, towards to and, um, and that's really what we're working on, which is why we're actually working now with an agency as well that is going to do the business development in that side. Um, and Raph, would you like to share some of the stuff that we're actually um, sharing with the community very soon? Everything is written in the roadmap that at the time where we're speaking, it's not out there yet, but uh, it's, go it's going to be very soon. We have things <laughs> written down. Actually, it's crazy because we spend our days uh, putting this on paper so that we can announce it. But uh, until it's there and out there, we don't want to talk about it so much I understand. Uh, because we'd like people to be a bit surprised. Uh, but I think licensing is a big aspect that I'm sure all projects think about it. Uh, but we think we have a very interesting ang angle towards this uh, because we have a very uh, a clean and classy brand that probably appeals to several brands uh, specifically. So this is where we're going to put a lot of energy and resources. And growing the team is really the, the vision. Growing the team so that us founders, we can uh, focus on the vision, focus on, on partnerships, focus on maybe public representation. I don't know if you could say that, but we want to have a team that's that's working and we need people that are better than us at specific areas as well, because we, we are, all of us, we're a bit jack of all trades right now, de facto, because we have no choice, but there are lots of people that are more brilliant than us in specific areas. So we need to find those. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually super excited to see like what the projects are going to look like. And maybe we can have another podcast in a few months or maybe next year and look back at this one and, and see what you guys have accomplished. So what about your future, your personal future? I suppose your life's changed a little bit after this drop. Will you dedicate your full time to NFTs? Maybe, you know, whether it be with Word of Women or another collection or what are your thoughts? Well, uh, right now, definitely World of Women has taken over our lives. Um, <laughs> I can say that very honestly. Uh, World of Women is the main thing right now. Every single day when we wake up and when we go to sleep, it's World of Women. Uh, so definitely it has changed in that sense uh, that we are invested in that. And that's what we're doing all the time. And this is like our full time job. I don't know how it's going to be in the future, because especially with NFTs in this space, it's like impossible to predict where you're going to be um so yeah i would say okay if i'm a future teller i guess i could answer that but i'm not very sure what will happen i know that now we're excited and we love what we're doing so we're focusing on that on the present and what's going on now great focusing on the present what about europe what makes it complicated as well is like we, we launched world of women when physically speaking in, in look, look geographically speaking we were in a transition period 
of uh, of flats and homes. We didn't have much of a oh, home. Yeah. Uh, and this makes it even harder. We have to figure out a place to live now so that we can settle. And 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 yeah, this is gonna be this is a bit stressful to have both the project and no static home to to stay at. That's true. We actually took the very stupid decision of becoming this nomad couple that lived here and there. And then the world of women happened, and we we're like, oh, oh shit, we don't have a home. <laughs> what are we going to do? So yeah, definitely gotta figure that out. Yeah, I hope you do. But the community is your home. It's a good home for now, but I hope you have a physical home as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for this last segment of the show, we've decided to be a little more, a little bit more adventurous and set up a round of rapid-fire questions. I have a list of questions with two possible answers. I'll ask each of you a question and then move on to the other one with a different question. So let me start with Yam. Yam, one-on-ones or collectibles? It's rapid okay. fire. One on ones, one on ones, because I'm an artist at heart. <laughs> Raf, Discord or Twitter? Twitter. Yam, Photoshop or Procreate? Photoshop. Raf, company or DAO? DAO. Yam, digital or physical? Digital. Raf, art or utility? Art. <laughs> Yam, word of women or word women by Yam? <gasps> How can you ask that? <laughs> Are you? Do I have to answer? I feel like I'm going to deceive someone. Both? Am I cheating? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll take that. I'll take that for this one. It was a hard one. Raf, free to play or play to earn? Play to earn. When it happens, one day, maybe, hopefully. Yam, yogurt or frozen yogurt? Frozen yogurt. Okay. Raf, that's the last one. Present or future? Future. Cool. Yam, Raf, it was an absolute pleasure. I really, really had a good time. Um, best of luck for the future. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you guys, you know, make the best out of Word of Women. And as I said, we will have another podcast in a few in a few months or maybe uh, see what, what, what you guys have accomplished. So thank, th- thanks again for your time and we'll speak soon. Thank you so much. It thank was a you, pleasure. Mo. It was great. Yeah. That's it. If you want to learn more about Word of Women, be sure to check their Discord out. And if you want to explore crypto, NFTs, we've got you covered with Ledger Academy, School of Block, and of course this podcast. So hit that subscribe button if that's what you're into. On the Ledger Season 2 is just getting started and we've got many things ahead. This was On the Ledger from Paris with your host Mol Said. Till next time, take care. Au revoir. This content is provided for informational purposes only and is the sole expression of our opinion and should not be relied upon as legal, business, investment or tax advice. Do your own research, any loss or profit is your sole responsibility. Stay safe.